0: Welcome to Team Luke Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Welcome to Team Luke Minds Podcast. Today we have Olivia Raines here. Um... Tell me a little bit about yourself, Olivia.
1: Um, hi, Austin. <laughs> um, so I work over um, at, uh, actually, our program is housed over at uh, one of the campuses, UT campuses. And I'm here today to talk about that program of ours um, called uh, TTAP is the acronym, but it's Texas Technology Access Program. And it is a federal funded program, so we're actually covering all of Texas. But that's what I'm here for today.
0: Sweet. Um, tell me a little bit more about your services.
1: So we have actually a lot of different services that cover um, things like recycle and reuse. But we pro- we partner with Project Mend, who is based out of San Antonio, and we also partner with other places like Easter Seals for some other projects we have for a Double Click program, with involving um, a loan program for com- for refurbished computers. But um, our main, um, one of the main reasons that I wanted to talk to you guys uh, today was about our loan program because we are federally funded, so everything of our service is nonprofit and completely free, and um, we cover all disabilities. So through our loan program, so we cover. A range of all disabilities and all ages, so it doesn't matter, like, anybody can come to us for services. It's kind of a last resort type thing is what we tell people. Um, and what that means is, it, you know, we could have someone contact us asking for a daily living device. Like, maybe they just need something very low low tech, um, like um, like a reacher or a grabber or, you know, something that, we, or like a magnifying glass to help them read um, but we also have another spectrum all the way up to high-tech like CCTVs or software like Dragon Naturally Speaking, that can um, you know you can have a type for you and help you with you know all kinds of different things but we also have you know iPads with apps that can help for learning or communication and we have communication devices also so we have very high-tech th- ends of things and then we have very simplified things too and sometimes People don't always know what they need exactly if they're working with a therapist or are working with another organization that's trying to help them to um, you know maximize their success. Like whether it's to go to school or to work or whether or just to have um, a good daily life, you know, quality of life. Um, without any of those things, maybe they just want to hear better in church or in their community when they go out. Um, so we basically don't, we don't discriminate against any of that, so it doesn't, we don't have to have like financial proof or anything like that. We don't need to know that stuff. So that's kind of how we get to help a whole wide of, of wide spectrum of people, um, so, you know, most of the organizations that are familiar with our services, like, like for instance, um, Texas Workforce Commission. Um, You know, they have their own organization and then, you know, open their cases with clients. But their clients can come to us or they can come to us. Like if they need to purchase something for the client that they're not really sure if it's going to completely work for that client, they can do that. We can help them. Like they can borrow the device from us for a month and then try it out. And if they like it, great. Um, Then they can decide if they want to buy it. We don't handle that part of it. We just are there to help get that technology into their hands because we want to make sure people are aware of the assistive technology that's there and also that they can try it before they're buying it because what we see in our industry at least is that you know it's a lot of money um, especially with the communication devices and things like it's it can be really expensive and insurance doesn't always cover stuff and this is a way for people to try out those things to see if it would even be worth them purchasing or you know or going out to another organization that might buy it for them like for instance like TWC would do or um, or other other organizations Um, so (laughs) so we just try to really focus on in the mission of getting that technology into someone's hands that they may not have known could have helped them before like one example is um, we we have a lot of times where people come to us and they don't um, they may think they need one thing like for instance, um I had someone contact us about they wanted something for vision loss, and the late, the caretaking person had come to us to our lab to see what we had and I was showing her some devices um, but she looked she saw this um, device we have called a C pen where it scans, it looks like a highlighter. And and in fact, it does actually, you know, like have a little light and you press it down, but it looks like a highlighting marker. Um, Instead of highlighting though, it scans the the text on the book or whatever you're reading. And she said, oh, this will be great because it reads aloud once it scans. And I said, yeah, but if they have low vision, it's not going to help because they're not going to see where they're going to highlight and scan something right so we want to magnify so let's look at vision stuff so i was like showing her you know cctvs and things that would magnify larger and then let her know about she didn't know about software that could help like there's like all kinds of different devices and once people know that it feels like they're opening a new door that they have all these other opportunities now that they didn't know existed so that's what we try to do is make sure that happens and even though like we are based here in austin um, we partner with 16 different centers all over Texas. So if someone's in El Paso, there's a center near them that we partner with that we have some technology that we supply for that center so that in that area that person can go there and make an appointment to see that iPad with, you know, a learning app or see that CCTV magnifying device. And that way people in the different areas, they have a, they have a place to go and, and, get, that, and get that device and then they can't borrow it from the from the center, but they can at least try it there. And then if they're like, "Oh, I, I could use that," they can request it from us here in Austin, and we'll mail it out to them. And they don't pay anything; we pay shipping both ways, and they get to keep it for a month.
0: So, wow, why only a month?
1: Um, so our program provides the uh, short what we call a short term loan library or lending library, basically, and because of that, um. And that is a good question. Um, so let's say, for example, um, and we we have communication devices, and we have we work with a lot of therapists. So um, when we have our SLPs or our speech language ther- uh, pathologists, like therapists, that are contacting us, they want to borrow a device for a patient. And sometimes they are not. That's why they do need to try out different communication devices for that patient because it's so specific to that one person their needs. So if they're trying out a device okay a month is about um, a good amount of time to know whether or not that that is that's what the patient will propel with that's going to work for them Um, but then we have all of these other therapists waiting in line because they have a patient too and that patient wants to try it too and we only uh, you know we get funds from federal um, program but you know there's only so much money and so when we get devices every year to provide for the for those program, for our program, for that loan library, you know, it comes with that lim- with that limit. So there's always someone waiting in line for to try something else. So we basically kind of look at it as, you know, we're sharing with the entire state. So when someone has a device for a month, like that therapist is working with the patient. They have it for a month to try it, and then at that point, we need it back so we can give it to someone else to try, because we're always basically, we're trying to get that into everyone's hands to try and, and have that technology to see if it's going to work for them. So that's why we do a month, because we feel like that's been, typically that's been about the right amount of time for someone to know if it's going to work for them every day, like in daily
0: use. Okay. So you mentioned uh, demonstration of devices. What do you mean by that?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, so um, basically, like in Austin, I I handle our demonstration center, and then uh, when I was mentioning earlier the different um, centers we partner with, they also have like what we call our demonstration lab in their facility. Um, and so, if someone in that area, or like for instance here in Austin, they're like, I really, you know, I really need to try. I need a device, but I'm not really sure exactly how to use it. um, Then I can meet with them and say, oh, that's fine. You know, let me meet with you and I'll show you how it works. Um, And one really good example um, of that and of like kind of our program, what we do um, is I had this one client who he couldn't hear very well and he knew he wasn't hearing in class, but, and he was, he just started um, going to a community college and He doesn't mind me. I've asked him before if I can have permission to talk about him as a a success story. So um, he doesn't mind me talking about this. But um, he actually was going here to ACC, and uh, he had heard about us through another program he was working with. They referred him to us. So I met with him at the college, at the school, and I brought um, a couple of different amplification devices because I wasn't really sure what he exactly like how bad his hearing was or anything Um, and we don't do assessments or evaluations Um, we we can only do demonstrations of devices so I just brought a few to see like what he would prefer and then I could tell him how it worked so he tried this FM system and uh, and I saw his eyes kind of water up like he was he was so happy he's like oh my gosh I can hear now I I definitely think I need this. Like, I need some help. And I said, well, you know, you can borrow one of these from us. And since that one was from my demonstration center, or our lab, I couldn't let him borrow that one. But we have them in our loan library. So we made sure he got that the next day. And then um, he borrowed it for a month. And I went ahead and referred him on to uh, open up a case with, um, at the time it was DARS, now it's TWC, Texas Workforce Commission. And he went ahead and Contacted them to see about opening up a case to see if they could help him because he hadn't had a hearing test. He knew he couldn't hear at that point, especially because the FM system really boosted amplification for him. And so I didn't hear from him for uh, a few weeks. So I was checking in with him. Hey, how's you know the FM system helping you? What's going on? Did you get a case going? Are you okay? um as, And I sent him an email and said, you know, sent him links. Like, don't forget, you know, here's the link to you know. To find out you know for the tuition waiver and here's another link for this other program that can get you a voucher for a phone like there was all these resources that I was aware of that I wanted him to know about and then he came back to us and he told us that um, he found out that he qualified for services with Texas Workforce Commission and they got him hearing aids and then he also found out he was um, he qualified for the tuition waiver. To get his college paid for because his hearing loss was that bad. And so he ended up moving to Texas State to go to college there the next, the following fall. And now he's doing great. Like he's actually decided because those doors opened up for him now, he's like really getting to decide what he wants to do with his future. And he was thinking about going into um, uh, either occupational therapy, but he was thinking more so uh, of figuring out if he wants to do like aquatic therapy for. Uh, sports injuries or he's basically now he says that his opportunities have opened up because he feels like now I can go and do this and I can you know I got the help from the state to get these hearing aids and I can hear in class and you know it like opened up all these other doors for him and it was just neat because it started with us like just hey here's we have this FM system you can borrow and here's how it works and so that's kind of how our program in general is and also with the technology like i can bring it to someone and say well here's this you know device that will help you here but if they don't know how to use it that's where i can show them like this is how it works so when we do our demonstrations that's basically what we do we try to make sure like they don't get the device and feel clueless so we try to help them to learn like how it works and stuff
0: so so you're you're saying about um how this, like, really transformed his life and he's now going off and um, helping other individuals. I've heard the same story about you. Can you tell me a little bit about your injury?
1: Well, <laughs> I actually, If you don't mind, of course. Oh, I don't. I actually have, like, for one of the reasons why I'm here or, like, doing this, this, working at this place is because the first half of my life I was actually deaf. And I know I didn't tell you about that <laughs> earlier. So, I was born with um um genetic Birth effects that I got from my dad that caused um, it's kind of like a cleft palate, but it's a different. It's a bifid. you feel like a split, um, a submucous cleft palate split? So can
0: you explain cleft palate real quick?
1: So before you're born, um, it's almost like your two halves fusing together, and when that happens down the center, I think there's things like certain bones will fuse together to, to make one, and in the mouth and in the palate, I have. I actually have two because they never fuse together. So I have two bones, two uvulas, and then there's soft tissue in between. And so what that normally means for, um, well, people to have actual cleft palates, there is a hole or it's split open, and then, you know, they have the split where their lip is and the teeth and stuff. But this is kind of, like, in a different stage. It's it's really rare. I haven't really met anyone else with it, actually, still, even though (laughs) I've been in... um, like the last 12 years I've been involved in deaf and hard of hearing community and worked in that line of work. Um, and it's a really rare thing to see. So what happens is when you're a baby born with that, they the first thing is medically, like they typically want to do, you know, some kind of surgery because it can really, it can affect your speech and it can affect your, all kinds of stuff. And that's what happened to me. So I spent most of my grade school years um, in uh, a lot of doctor offices and ear, ear doctors and speech therapist, so I worked, like, very closely in grade school, all through grade school with speech speech therapist for that reason, Um, and then as I got older, then they realized, like, okay, the hearing loss is affecting, too, and, but I didn't even have a surgery until I was in high school, and at that time, it was a mainstream high school, and it was a very, very, very small town, so I kind of slipped through the cracks on, like, services and stuff, because medically, they were treating more of the physical aspects of what was happening in my ears and in my palate and all this stuff and so they weren't really addressing as much the hearing loss so I slipped through the cracks a lot and it was really hard so when I finally when I got older and I moved to Austin I had an accident that kind of at that time like I was working for deaf and hard of hearing services because I knew I wanted to do something to help other people if I could And then I had an accident that I got a head injury from and like kind of threw everything upside down for a while. Um, And uh, I kept working that job and then shortly after I actually got started working at UT with this program. And now I get to help, you know, all disabilities, not just deaf and hard of hearing, but all of them. So it's kind of like if my story can help someone else, then that's all I want, you know, to make sure people get these resources because I think that, I feel like you know too, there's so many people slip through the cracks. Like they don't, it's one thing to be taken care of medically, but in other ways of like reaching out to people that have actually been through something, it's hard, you know, I think that should be a really big focus too in the in the world. But, you know, with with this program, I feel like at least I can get, Devices to people that help, you know, will help them, can help them. At least they have the opportunity that they, they know it's there. Um, and I should mention, too, that, you know, every state has a program like what ours is. Um, so when, if you go to a different state or if someone's listening to this and they're in another state, their, their own state will have a program that's the same, it's the same kind of funding as ours. Um, and, you know, they should be encouraged to reach out to... To, you know their state and look for that because they'll have that same like lending library type thing where they can get devices to help them and a lot of people don't even know it exists. I, I meet a lot of people that when I do conferences and stuff and they can't believe they're like I can't believe it exists I had no idea. You know this could help my students or this could help my you know someone in their family or maybe it's a therapist a speech therapist that didn't know about us like there's all kinds of people that we're trying to make sure that, hey, we're here, we're free, we we don't charge you anything. we pay for the shipping on these devices. you don't pay anything, so it's a, it's really important, but that's why I do this because it is so personal in a way to me that I understand like how how it feels to be that person that needs that help and and you know fall through the cracks. So we're hoping to always keep reaching out and find people that that we can help.
0: Well you just mentioned how earlier you know you can get access to your um, program through different um, states um, how exactly do you all get funded
1: well we are completely federally funded um, it it's kind of sounds confusing because we were Texas only uh, we're a state program but we're federally funded so that's how we that's how we work <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you, Team Luke Hope for Minds. I'll catch y'all next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website, teamlukehopeforminds.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. See y'all next time.